Well, you're listening to the entertaining Two Ramblers podcast, where middle-aged guys talk Ramblers hoops from a very different perspective. I'm your host with the jokes, Dauber, from the class of 1994, and from the class of 1998, it's the analyst with the attention to details, and my younger brother from Virginia, Sammy D. What up, Dauber? What up? What up? Not feeling as chipper as I was the other day, but I'm feeling good. I am actually feeling... I'm looking up. Keep my head up. I'm keeping my head up. Well, I mean, I think we're all disappointed by the outcome of the game in Northern Iowa. Um, but from a, a loss perspective, this is one of the losses that I was not disappointed in our team. I felt like there were a lot of things that we overcame in this game and a lot of things that went well for us in this game. Right. And we had a chance to win in the last 20 seconds. Uh, of regulation and the ball didn't fall. We, we didn't get the shot we wanted. And it's just a shame because, you know, Uguak makes that putback in enough time or Lucas makes the three. We're going crazy. I mean, we're, this yep. is going to be, you know, we'd be doing sound samples and song parodies and everything. And the yep. difference between that podcast and the podcast we're going to do today is is that it just falls two short inches. yeah two inches and then uh, maybe a second off you know of 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 that putback potentially if that would have you know if we would have put that shot up a, a a second earlier you know th- there's a possibility so anyway um so where do you want to start with this one do we want to just start with do we want to rip the band-aid off and just talk about officiate officiating I, you know, I could, uh, but, you know, I think you made a good point. Despite uh, the officiating that was, I I thought, really atrocious, um, you, the Ramblers had an opportunity with 20 seconds left with the ball, tie game to win it. And, uh, and then even if you take that out, there were still, I, I felt like there were three opportunities where, um, the Ramblers is in the end of regulation and even into overtime where it was just like, ah, oh. um, I can think of the one, uh, one trip in overtime in particular is in my head was um, Northern Iowa was up four. They um, Ramblers are got the ball and they're coming down the court and Braden loses sight of a Pickford. And the guy comes up behind him, steals the ball. They come back down, they shoot a three and now they're up seven. So it was a, one of those swings. It was like that was one, or the one where uh, in the towards the end of regulation, where um, Ramblers got the ball off of a carom, and uh, Braden, you know, sees Uguak by the hoop, and he kind of loafs it in there like a, a an alley oop esque, and um, Noah Carter picks it off like a you know like he was a free safety or something like that, and it was just like one of those moments, like no, you shouldn't. Have, why? Um, so it was a couple of those were just like, uh, or the one where, you know, Braden stepped out and I use that term loosely, um, where just like, no, he, you know, so it's just like one of those things. It was like a couple of those plays go the other way and it's a different game. Um, with all that said, uh, I, I think the most glaring statistic that just really is just like, come on, that's just not right. Um, is the fact that in the second half, 
the Ramblers shot a, a 13 free throws, which is okay. That's good. And they made 11 of them, which, I mean, if you would have told me the Ramblers shot 90% from free throw, I would have been like, we won the game. But the glaring statistic is the fact that uh, Northern Iowa shot in the second half and overtime 34 free throws. And they made the 29. Fuck? What was that? What was that stat again? 29 of 34 from the free throw line. And and how many uh, did AJ Green have personally through the whole game? Uh, through the whole game, he had he was 16 of 18, which I think was all in the second half. What the fuck? Oh my gosh! Uh, talk talk about you know I don't know I I this is you know I guys a couple of weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago I made the uh, I hate the valley so- song yes which and, I think we need to post that on the <laughs> and, on our feed so well, folks can enjoy that well just I, by itself I and I you know I took some crap for it because I can't sing but boy watching that. Corn-fed kid go to the line uh, sixteen times or whatever dozen times. Yeah. Um, you know, watching Swieger just stand there as he just bodies into him and gets a call. And right. and and you know, I, I'll be fair. Lucas did get a number of calls, and their fans were just going nuts because they, you know, Lucas, Lucas, <laughs> unlike AJ Green, um, sometimes. Uh, loses body control, so the fouls yes. seemed a little more co- like bailouts. Whereas AJ Green felt like he was just body, 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 get a foul, body, body, body. Yep. It's just like, what is that? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they literally shot twice as many free throws. If if it's if they were even in the second half, because they were even in the first half. I mean, Rambler shot seven of seven, and you and I was six of eight. That's pretty even. But in the second half and overtime, because second half and overtime, I mean, 20, 29 of 34, and the Ramblers were 11 of 13. They did not shoot a free throw in the second, in the, in the overtime period. I'm like, that's, that's three times as many. Like, that's, and they still had a chance to win. That's amazing. Like it just, I'm not saying the refs pulled it, but it was just like, and I, I don't know if that was good offense on the or, or good t- or tactics by you and I, but it was just like it, a lot of there's fouls at like 30 feet out, 35 feet out, and I'm just like that was not a foul. Yeah. And, well, and I don't, I mean, you, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, you probably didn't see this. You're busy. You got young kids, but um, I'm waiting for the game to start, and I'm, I'm so eager for it. I turn on the TV and I typically am not watching other Valley games. I'm not like all these Valley guys who just have to watch all these games. Right. But Drake and SIU's on and they are battling one another. Oh yeah. It's a, it's a slug fest. And the yeah, announcers, no, no foul. The, the announcers say, um, boy, they're really letting these guys play they had three total fouls in the first half or something like that. Some crazy, (laughs) like they were not calling all this stuff. And so there's just a lot of body and a lot of body stuff. And they're not calling all the hand checking. And 
I just don't know what it is about. Um, this is the third game, the third game this season against the top four teams, I believe. Yep, because the, there's Drake and um, uh, Missouri State where the Ramblers were completely not, it wasn't even a contest when it comes to the free throw line. Now, some of that has to do with the way the Ramblers play offense, but I, they shot, I mean, what the Ramblers shot are free throws, um, 18 to 20 for the game. That's pretty consistent throughout this whole season, what they shoot from the free throw line. But yet for Northern Iowa to shoot 42 free throws and you know, 34 of those are in the second half at overtime. That's just like, come on. That's not fair. And so, but, and, and that's why it was encouraging because it's like, okay, yeah, we still lost, but you guys needed 34 extra free throws to win, to barely win in overtime. But I just wondered what, what kind of game do these officials want? I'm not quite sure what they're going for here. I, I know that from a couple of different, I've heard it from a couple of different times this season there was an emphasis on the the hand check or the two hands on the back and that's where we've gotten a lot of our kind of like what you know fouls um there was a, a point of emphasis this year um but I, I feel like it's just a little too over the top um when when so a player when a player who i i mean when a player goes to the, has 18 free throw attempts that just seems like crazy to me. I, I just, unless, I mean, the only thing you could make a case for is he's so good that that our defense was, you know, caught flat-footed covering him or something, right? You know, like he's right. just such a superstar. But let's face it, he's not a superstar, and we have a great defense. So it, he he's a great shooter, and he might win the Larry Bird or whatever the thing is, or he's won it before. Right. But he's not like a transcendent player that our defense can't cover. Right. So, so I don't see where, yeah, I mean, why they, he would I mean, go to the line, to, you know, so much more than everybody else. Yeah. I mean, well, and then what was difficult to watch was, okay, you could say, all right, it, it, it wasn't his shooting or whatever, but there was a number of fouls that then got the Ramblers into the bonus or, or however you want to say it, but you know, where they got up to six fouls very quickly in the second half. And then, so just like you always like to point out, like, oh, we're in the bonus, watch out. It was like, that's what happened with Northern Iowa. All of a sudden, they're in the bonus, and then they get this ticky-tack foul 30 feet out from the basket when it's like he's not in the active shooting. So it, it then accentuates when he is shooting, and he may get fouled. And, yeah, he may I, – I, I, I would say that 10 or 12 of his foul shots were, were warranted because of, you know, in the active shooting, that kind of stuff. But there was, you know – there was at least four or five opportunities there that were just like, no, that's not, that's not a foul, but yet he gets two shots. And because he shoots 90% from the free throw line, it's pretty much automatic. Yeah. I, I just think you, you should not be giving guys trips to the line if they're not in the act of shooting. And I know how the bonus works and I know how the double bonus works. I, I get it. I get college basketball, but as an officiating crew, that's why you have to really take a look at one another and go, are we going to put teams in the bonus and make make this game turn into this at the end of the game when it should be two, two teams, you know, deciding on the court who's going to win? I mean, yeah, because uh, if you think about it, 
if you cut the you and I's free throws to be equal to what the Ramblers did of 13, that's half of what they shot. Ramblers won by 10. It's like, this is not even a contest. I mean, because the way that defensively in the second half, I mean, first half, give it to you and I, they shot 60% from the field, 50% from three. It's like, they, they did awesome. But then the Ramblers came back and tied it at the half. But in the second half, they shot only 39% and 12 and a half percent from three point land. Whereas the Ramblers, you know, uh, 48 and 50. It's like the Ramblers outplayed them in the second half and really deserved to win that game. But they didn't because they, you and I shot 26 free throws and made 22 of them. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, uh, I, I'm curious to see what it's going to look like in the A-10 uh, officiating-wise. I'm also curious to see what it's going to look like playing schools that are urban schools um, with more diverse populations. Uh, not that that makes a big difference. Um, I'm, just cu- I'm just wondering if we're going to play some schools that look more like us. Oh, that's for certain. Um, I mean, because you're talking, you know, Philly schools and New York schools. It's yeah. Like, yeah. And, 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 and when I say look like us, I mean, our, the fans look like us, the, the kind of the variety of different people, the teams, play yeah. styles, you know, I, I just, I just wonder if it's just going to be a, you know, Catholic schools. I mean, do, are, do we, are there any private schools in the, in the Valley? Is Valpo private? Valpo is, right? Um, or, I want to say they are. Yeah, they were. I, they were the Crusaders, so they were like a, a Christian. Yeah, school. yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. I guess or I, I mean, I, Christian formation. Based. Right. But is there anybody else? No. That, I mean, that's really weird. It's weird that we're the only, like, one of the only private schools in this whole thing. Right. And and the, one of the only schools in a in a metropolitan area too. Other than, I mean, I guess Bradley counts as Peoria is pretty big. I guess. I mean, uh, I, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, okay. I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to move on from this, this sore topic. I want, I wanted to come up with funny names for the officials this week, but I, I can't <laughs> Dave Kusick, Dave, you make me sick Kusick. I don't know. Uh, Kevin D- pile driver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Roland, Roland Simmons. Ro- I don't know. I can't, I can't think of anything funny for that. Okay. Um, well, you know what? Um, we have not done this this year, but this game was so close, and I felt like there was such uh, such a hard-fought battle against some of these obstacles. Uh, we are going to pick a Rambler, uh, Matt Hawes, hammer player of the game today um, because I, I, I feel like, you know, again, we said it. We had the game. Uh, we had the last possession in, 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 in regulation. Didn't fall, but, you know, we played well. So... Who did you have as your Matt Hawes hammer player of the game? I think without a doubt, there's we're not even close to even thinking about being winning that game unless Ryan Schwieger was on the court. Uh, the guy played awesome, and it was uh, a shame that he was in foul trouble the second half because he really didn't play in the second half at all. And he's still 21 minutes, 17 points, 5 for 5 from the field, 3 for 3 from 3, 4 for 4 from free throw. Uh I don't know about you, but in my limited math skills, that sounds like it's perfect. Yeah. Well, and and let's let's uh let's be honest. Uh this did not go unnoticed by you and I. 
And the announcers kept making this case in the last uh, 10 minutes of regulation that they were trying to get a switch for AJ Green to get on to Schwieger. And, and, and I thought at first that it was, they liked that matchup. That's a mismatch for AJ Green. Now I'm starting to think, now these jerk, well, I I almost said something more. (laughs) (laughs) I can't even think of a, uh, I can't think of a non swearing word to talk about these guys. I think, I think Northern Iowa was was trying to get him in foul trouble. No, oh, and they and they get and they get Mr. Crafty to to bump into him and to do all this stuff to get him in foul trouble. I think that's exactly what they did. They got him out of the game. Yeah, and I mean, they did the same to Chris Knight. It, you think about it uh, in the first half. Um, AJ Green got two fouls, so he really did not play the first half. But how many more fouls did he get, Dobber, in the second half? Zero. Yeah. So he 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 never came off the court in the second half because he he basically sat the whole first half and and for some reason he never got another foul and it was like there were a number of instances where you know Lucas ran in you know was you know into him. so it's like yeah it was frustrating. Yeah. No, and and I I I think that's that was their plan. Um, and I, you know, I just, I don't know. So to me, it felt a little, little shady that, 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 that part of it. Um, but I mean, you know, yeah, we did benefit, uh, in the first half from AJ Green getting two quick fouls, which were not great calls either. I don't think, you know, it was like Lucas leaning into him or something. Um, so, you know, but it, it looked like, okay, well then, that, but then you know he doesn't get any more fouls the rest of the game. So what what does that what does that say? Right. I mean, because every player on the Ramblers, uh, starting five plus, um, yeah, yeah, everyone on the starting five all had four or more free or uh, personal fouls except a here who had two, and then um, and then even if you go into the bench. Schwieger and Tom Welch both had five fouls. Yeah, that the, so, I mean, now that I'm looking at these stats again, um, this 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 officiating crew should just be embarrassed. I mean, I I just don't. I watch the game. I don't. I just don't see the disparity between the two teams. We we were not just mauling them and you know fouling them more than they were fouling us. I mean, it was a pretty even matchup. Yeah, I mean, in, in comparison, so Nate Heisey, he fouled out for you and I, but then no other player had more than three fouls. And there was only two guys that had three fouls. It's like, uh, that's, yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't buy it. And Dave Kusick's uh, mobile phone number is <laughs> 408. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, gosh, yeah. I do feel like there isn't any accountability, you know, at least in the, in, in the NBA and stuff and, and the NFL, there's some accountability. I don't think there's any accountability here. Yeah, I no, there's not. Cause there's not a governing body really. All right. So. And then, um, so tell me, um, tell me, uh, I, I don't think that we need to pick a play of the game. I, I mean, there, there were definitely, uh, there were definitely a couple of things that I saw that were interesting. I will say, 
Um, there was one comment I wanted to make. I watched the last four minutes again, and there was this point where Braden hit this lights out three that put us mm-hmm. up, I think, by three. And we get the ball back, we get a stop, and now we have a chance to go up by five or potentially six. Mm-hmm. Um, or to to at least... Oh, the interesting thing about that three was it was with two or three seconds on the shot clock. So not only yes. did we not only did we get a three, but we also took 30 seconds off the clock or 25 seconds, right? right? Yes, I remember that, yep. Okay, so the next time up the floor, I'm thinking, okay, let's, let's move the ball around. Let's take some time off the clock and try to get it, get us up by five. That's kind of what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And... Braden takes a quick three, like five seconds into the shot clock, 10 seconds in. Yep. And it doesn't make it. And then I think we get another stop. Am I right? Or they might go up. Yep. They might, did we get another Ooh. stop? And then he takes another three. Now, no, they got they got free throws to cut it, and then yeah, another th- he 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 shot another th- missed another three pointer early in the early in the shot clock, and and I I I mean that's the obviously we live and die by that. I mean, he makes both of those, you know, drive home safely, beep beep, you know, right? Uh, I think, but it was just. I think having the ball with being up by three, it just, it, it just, I wish there was a way we could just grind out 30 seconds off the clock. And, yeah. And he be- shot it. He shot that one that you're referring to the, the, he made the three and then the next shot, uh, 10 seconds after, you know, into the shot clock. And so it's like, um, and yeah. So, yeah. Cause even, um, and I want to say somewhere in there they got a stop by, um, by a what is it called when they shot clock violation? Is that what it is when they run out of shot clock? Yes. Yeah, the, I think in that same period they got a shot clock violation. So we actually got them to waste an entire you know thirty seconds. Um. So it just yeah, it was just that was painful. So anyway, no 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 play of the game, but man, boy, if he would have made those, oh. Yeah, it would have it would have just been so different, and and obviously in a close game you can look back at all sorts of you know swings and possessions and stuff. Um, you know, my kids asked you know what the final score was, and I'm like, the final score doesn't really matter. I mean, what? Wh- how did they? You know, what happened at the end of an overtime? You know, it's like, you know, whatever. We couple possessions, some free throws. You know, it's like. It really doesn't tell the story of the game, the final score. Yeah, yeah, just for – and then another thing, you know, bringing it up is so Schwieger subbed back in at the 111 mark left in the second half because he had the foul – or uh, where did he uh, – I should have looked – but it was like he was had been out of the game for a good 10-plus minutes. And then within that, he subs in at 111, and then at the 20 – Eight second mark um, is when uh, AJ Green, you know, kind of comes into him, bodies him, and then you know makes his shot, but then and then fouls out or fouls out Schwieger at that point. And so it was that point was like 
he didn't play at all really in the second half because he was on those four fouls. And it was just like, oh, how much the game would have been potentially different because if, if he wasn't playing with those four fouls. Yeah. Well, um, since we've kind of, we've kind of beat this to death. So let's, uh, let's move on to uh, Arch Madness. Yes. Uh, and just another bone to pick with the Valley. How in God's green creation are we the fourth seed? We have the best record in the league. I mean, I mean, overall record. Right. Well, that's we're the highest know. net. What, what? How on earth are we the fourth seed? Because, and, and I understand this, and and I'm okay with our seeding. It's like we didn't play well against Drake. I think we split the Drakes, and then we're the two seed. Um, and and then we. Yeah, so we split with Northern Iowa, and then we split with Missouri State. Yeah, we needed to split with Drake. We didn't split with Drake, therefore we're the four seed. I get it. Okay, let's move on. But that's the only reason. Um, we just we shouldn't have we shouldn't have lost that game to Drake at home. So, um, and but honestly, I would much rather be the four seed than the two or the three, because here's why. In the four five, we play Bradley. I think we, I think we can beat them, or at least I think we match up well with them. I, I think they had their run where they were, you know, hitting lights out, and I think they've kind of stumbled down the down the down the stretch here. So I think I like that first game. Second game, going back up against Northern Iowa um, as the one seed. I like that going up against them on a neutral court. I, I think then then it balances out again. They shot. 34 freaking free throws in the second half and overtime and still barely beat us by six. Well, um, and if that game happens on a neutral court at Arch Madness with the entire Valley watching, I think that I think, yeah, and I think that officiating crew is going to be under a microscope. Right. Uh, and then, uh, and then, so that's the semifinal and then win that, and then they would play then either Missouri State or Drake in the final. I think that sets up for a really good final, and I, I think it would probably be Drake again um, because of the way they're playing. And I like, I would really like to play them again in the final. So it'd be like going through the three teams that um, caused us fits this year. I think that would be then win the win the Valley tournament in that way, and then really kind of stick it to the Valley. In the fact that then they would be the only, you know, uh, tournament team because no one else is no one else is eligible or near the bubble. I think that would be quite quite fitting. If we lose on Saturday or Sunday, do we still get in the tournament? You think? I I think if yes, if we. Beat Bradley on Friday, Saturday play Northern Iowa. I think we we beat them, and I think yeah, I think depending on who we play Sunday, I think would still be if win or lose. I think we're still in their you know eleven seed or last four in, and they're still a last four in right now. So it's like, um, well, and and you know it'll be interesting. Um, I mean, we've said all year after we reset our expectations several times, um, even on this podcast for this team in the Valley, um, 
the Valley's a slugfest. These are these right. are not easy teams to beat. We've we've lost to Bradley, right? We've lost to Bradley, right? Yeah, yeah. We lost to Bradley. We lost to you and I. We lost to Drake twice. So I mean, it's not not a cakewalk to win three three in a row against those guys. No. Um, so, but you know, we're gonna see what happens, and hopefully that neutral court and our sort of road dog. Uh, you know, our road dog stuff will come out, I think. Um, and it was cool to see Schwieger step up in this game after being kind of not there for a while. Tom Welch was gone for the last game. We never did figure out why he was gone. Uh, but he played well this this last game. Yeah, I mean, they both played great. And yeah. they both were perfect from the field. And Knight looked good again. Uh, Lucas yeah, played it, great. Yeah, there, there, were, there really wasn't any... I mean, even like everyone was like, they didn't play defense, you know, as they should... If you look at the numbers, it, they did. It just they were thwarted by the fact that the referees called a game that just wasn't equal. Right, right. Okay, we're going back to the game. So, so. I, yeah, there's. Right. I, yeah, I think if we play like that for the you know the rest of, of the in Arch Madness, I, I don't I don't foresee anybody well, being able to hang with that. Yeah, and and it, this is this is the this is the kind of play we want. And and honestly, you know, if if we lose playing like this. Again, like today, I, I went to. I was bummed out last night, but I didn't feel like, uh, you know, we were. It wasn't like getting blown out, and it also wasn't like making a whole bunch of mistakes to lose. It, it's like we right. were right there on the road, probably the toughest road game we played this year. I mean, they had four thousand, six thousand people in that stupid place. Yeah, uh, and there were the and there were like crowd. three Loyola fans. So I mean, it was. Um, you know, it was, it was a tough place to play and, and yes. you're not even, even in a tournament, you're not going to get that unless you play like a big 10 team, <laughs> you're not going to get well, that disparity. I, I think it, I, that's the, I mean, yes, I would agree. Uh, but in, in Arch Madness, it will be a difficult venue because everyone there will not be rooting for Loyola except for the Loyola fans. And so it, it and so it will be a hostile environment, um, but I, I think they can they can do well, and I, I think they will do well because if you look at the last few games, they've offensively have played really e- efficiently, and that's all we ask for. So all right. it's time to hit the music. Yeah, well, I was looking for the, the number. Here it is. There it is. Boom. Well, you've been listening to the entertaining Two Ramblers podcast, where middle-aged guys talk Rambler hoops from a very different perspective. For the analyst with the attention to detail, Sammy D, I'm your host with the jokes, Dauber, wishing you a safe trip to St. Louis for Arch Madness. We'll be back to break down the action next weekend here on the Two Ramblers podcast. And until then, go Ramblers. Go Ramblers.